Hello, spiritual seekers, and welcome to episode 11 of Think Spiritual. My name is Mark, and today we are doing another uh, spiritual journey interview. And today it is with my mother, Gwen. Now, at the moment, it is Christmas time. And we are sitting here at the kitchen table. My lovely co-host, Christine, is here as well. Hello, seekers. (laughs) And there may be some background noise and some other little things going on. Uh, My father is sitting over uh, playing one of his favorite games at the moment. And if you hear him talking in the background, that's just fine. I hope that will not detract (laughs) from your enjoyment of the episode. And... How else should I put that? Oh yeah, we've already done we've already done his interview actually, and these will actually be released in completely reverse order. Why we did it that way? Well, I decided that's the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I would like to welcome my mother, Gwen, to the podcast and thank her right off the bat for being w- willing to be a part of this. Thank you, Mark yeah. and Christine. It's great to be here. Good. This is going to be fun. Uh huh. I hope so. We we have had some. I mean, every time we get together, we have some fantastic conversations in general. We do. Uh, but the aim of this one is actually more on you, per se. Oh, that's fascinating. Yes. <laughs> the narcissist can come out. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> he drowned, though. He drowned? In, oh. Narcissist. Well, that's a whole story you could tell that's us. a whole story. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, I'm going to rabbit trail on that, because I actually read something brief recently, read something recently on narcissists. And somebody apparently asked the lake, then it's like, oh, did you, how, how well did you know Narcissus? And he's like, oh, well, he came every day to visit me and I thought he was, a, I thought he was a lovely lad. Like, well, did you notice how beautiful he was? Well, no, I never noticed at all how beautiful he was. Because every time he came and admired me, all I could see was my own beauty reflected in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cool. And so... The lake was also a narcissist. Uh-huh. <laughs> and how little I knew is I actually didn't know that was a person. <laughs> it's a person who it's became a, a daffodil. It's a Greek mythology. Okay. Greek mythology again. <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay, you'll have to tell me about that later. Well, I guess a narcissist is actually a different form of, it's not really a daffodil, but it's in the daffodil family. Oh, uh, it is yes, a flower. It is a flower. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So okay. he retains I wasn't his quite aware of that. Well, that works with, uh, with, with that that's your love of gardening probably uh, yeah. where that where you probably learned some of that yes to some extent and i mean if we this is winter now obviously but if we were sitting here we could probably be doing this outside in the garden if uh, if this were summer <laughs> we some could extent. and we could weed in between when did things. you when did you first discover you even had a love of plants and gardening you know probably when i was a child my grandmother always grew geraniums and they were inside in winter and on the windowsill in tin cans because oh, wow. you know we lived in a little rural community and there was no money for fancy flower pots so mm-hmm. she grew them in cans on the windowsill so and they were probably gorgeous they were gorgeous say. they were bright red and <laughs> at leaves that smelled you know if you touch the leaves they had the geranium smell scent so, so something in you even then yeah it was there yeah. and and i think the first time i actually grew anything was 
one of the places we rented in Ontario, uh, the the landlords were terrific, and they there was a little garden patch in front of the steps, and they just said, if you want to plant something there, plant it. So I planted petunias, and that was that. That was started your first. Your that was the first. first okay. My first garden, petunias, yeah. and look where that led. Mm-hmm. My first memory of a garden. Well, there was one in Prince George. There was a little one, yes. but for some reason, With horse I... tails. With horsetails, is that what happened? <laughs> Which you can dig those till kingdom come, and they just keep coming back. Okay. Uh, but I think Burns Lake was my first memory of having like a big garden and a greenhouse. Yeah, it and, was huge. And that all that. That garden. was, that was a, well, that was a big piece of land. It was. That was that rental house. Mm-hmm. And that was really something. But I mean, obviously, well, the other reference there to narcissist was obviously well you yeah. read the tale of yes. narcissist and you are a big reader and if <laughs> we were to walk around this house and find all the books th- that are uh, around here there there would be a lot <laughs> i counted once and i there was almost 500 but i i'm not sure if i still have that many i keep trying to give them away but it doesn't work well oh, okay yeah. Not everybody loves them quite as much as you no, do. <laughs> no, no, no. And I always think I'm going to reread them mm-hmm. sometime, but whether I ever will, I don't know. What do you like to read more? I like to read just about everything. I, I read everything from fluff to history to theology to things I don't have the education to read, and I start them and then quit them. <laughs> <laughs> so... But I think my real love of reading is novels and probably theology that's not too dense, that's Mm -hmm. actually understandable to me. One of the things I know about Gwen is that you can bring up just about any subject and she'll say, there's a great author who's named blah, 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 and she can talk for another half hour on that subject. So very well read and very self-educated. Thank you. Yeah. There's a word for that too, but. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> see, <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> That's a rabbit trail. <laughs> so, well, my my first, I mean, really, you were my introduction to reading, mm-hmm. and I have I have specific memories of being six years old mm-hmm. and sitting having my, you know, before bed snack, yes. and Always. I think the first, you know, real real books that weren't <laughs> like just children's books when you started to read the chronicles of narnia to I me i know i don't know i love you love the most you or me yeah and i still i mean i for the longest time i read them once a year yeah. for probably about 20 years straight i think i read them so, through a couple of years ago again yeah and just i, I just i just downloaded just them for fun. On, <laughs> yeah. onto i just got a new kindle so mm-hmm. and i just downloaded every works of c.s lewis onto mm-hmm. it so so i'm gonna work my way through the stuff i haven't read yeah well he's, he was a pretty well, prolific and he, writer and 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 some of the stuff that he he, he did write or you know critical works and that i've actually not been able to read they're they're just about things that i don't have any understanding of knowledge of uh, i don't that's know more latin the, or greek so the academic that's more stuff of his is, academia yes, work so right. it's, and yeah. it does get dense probably yeah, very so. very yeah mm-hmm. it's like reading lord of the rings no <laughs> well, yeah sort of i got through them once yeah i did it twice but <laughs> <laughs> no not me the hobbit yes a couple times yes well, the whole purpose of you being on this podcast, of course, mm-hmm. is that really what we want to delve into is your personal spiritual 
Mm. I'm gonna call it adventure even adventure. in this yeah, ca- in this case because journey journey may not quite imply. I I know in your case the the number of turns and mm-hmm. twists and <laughs> ups and downs yeah. maybe it's taken. Yeah, um, I don't expect to be finished anytime soon either. Well, um, see, and and there we go. That's yeah. that, that that's maybe one of the things we want to emphasize on this podcast in general is that this journey is never done no. ultimately. Oh. And the hero's journey that I'm so in love with right now and trying to explore that on my own. Mm-hmm. It's like, we actually have multiple hero's journeys mm-hmm. on, our, on our way. At one point we're this, and at another point yeah, we're this, and at another yeah. point it's yeah. something else. So ultimately, as long, for as long as you continue seeking, unless you finally say one day, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I think you'd have to get tired of learning something new. And, and I don't see that happening Soon. For yourself, no, very anytime no. soon. No, no, I don't see that either. Considering uh, every, like I said, every time we get together, there's no end of topics to discuss. No. Yeah. Um. So let's just get right into it, and I'll just say right off, what does this term, what does this word, spirituality, what does this mean to you? How do you define that? How do you? Oh boy. It's it's really difficult to define it because it's it's a term that means everything, and it's a term that means nothing sometimes. Yes. So so so, so it's, it's just a concept. Yeah. Too. It's 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 that it's that thing that's sort of nebulous, and yet the thing that's that's really close. And and I guess for me, the the, the thing the thing is is I define a lot of things by what they're not. Instead of oh. what they are, and and it's sort of because sometimes that's it's sometimes easier for me the, to get the, at them. Sometimes the process there's less of elimination. Yeah. Sometimes there's less of what it's not than and too much of what it is. Yeah, <laughs> and and sometimes the, the minute we define something by what it is or what we think it is, then we don't leave room for somebody else to actually right. enter that conversation. And I think that's what we've done for years with the term spirituality or for the term spiritual. We've sort of relegated it to belief systems and i think that for me the term spiritual is not about practicing beliefs it's about basically more of a way and so i i guess in that sense um you know maybe the eastern religions have been doing that for a long time and christianity also did it for a long time but we sort of lost it the minute we sort of tried to enshrine it in creeds so, yes. so, so mm. it's something that's not in a creed for me. It's, okay. it's not so, in so some you, kind of, so yeah. you couldn't, so for instance, uh, we talked briefly last night about how pretty much all churches say in Christian faith, I shouldn't say all, mm. but many churches, if you go on their website, they have a statement of yes. faith. Yes. And you, so basically you, you would almost say that you do not have a specific statement of faith. That's right. Because quite often the statement of faith or it would is, have to be too broad. is encoded in a system of belief. Yes. So, so, and sometimes they become almost synonymous in a lot of, in a lot of like church websites yeah. is their statement of faith and their statement of belief is, it's almost the same. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're talking about There's spirituality, no yeah, then in those things, yeah, and if you, so if you're talking about spirituality, I look at that as more of an individual thing, whereas a statement of yes. faith or belief yes. is often a corporate thing. Ah, interesting. So, yeah, I so, think I said something very similar, and yeah. yes, about it being an individual, not a collective. Even, yes, yeah. something to that extent. Yeah, yeah. So and, and I and I guess I sort of look at spirituality as 
something that's outside of construct. Like belief systems right. are always constructed around something, around either a few scripture yeah, uh, versus yeah, yeah. whether it's Christian scriptures or Mormon scriptures or which I suppose in one sense are also part of Christianity, but, you know, that's another rabbit trail. But, <laughs> but, but you know, yeah, and so to, to be spiritual, I think everybody is spiritual, actually. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I that to be spiritual, that. you actually have to be part of a religion. No. You know, that that's, and so to me, yeah, being spiritual is just something we are. Everybody longs for transcendence of some sort. Yes, yeah. So, or, or that, looking for meaning or yeah. something so to that, that extent. So that, to me, is what spirituality is, is that longing for something that's other than, you know, something that you can write on a piece of paper and say, here, this is my spiritual. Yes. Outside yeah. of the intellect, yeah. maybe. Yeah. 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 It's outside yeah. of our intellect. Yeah. I think it's yeah. something that's inside yeah. us that longs for something. What's that longing in people? What's that thing that when you look at the sky and go, wow. Yes. Or, you know, what is that? I mean, we can put names to it, but everybody's yes. got it. Yes. So yeah. why wouldn't that be something that's sort of the spiritual thing that... That's something within us that's yearning yeah. Yeah, for towards something, something that we for don't something know. something other. Yeah, something other. Something other than this sort of life experience that yeah. we all have day to day. Yeah. Um, but it, going by, going by the, the way you define that, I mean it almost negates my second question in one sense. Like it just sounds like if if I was to ask you, if you follow a specific religion or spiritual practice, your very answer sort of says, eh, and yet maybe (laughs) no, that's true. I mean, and, and let it get at the same time. I am by accident of birth, a part of North America. Yes. Okay, that's accident of birth. Right. So, yes. so because of that, I am by accident of birth, in another sense, Christian. Yes. So, so that is your paradigm. That's my that paradigm. Is your heritage. This is my heritage, yeah. and because of that, I don't feel that I need to go and find a spiritual life outside of that. But yet, at the same time, I'm well aware that the spiritual life cannot be constrained within that. That's really well put. Like, we do not have, basically, uh, what's the word for it? We don't have uh, a corner on God mm-hmm. yes. because we're in North America and mm-hmm. because no, we're Christian. No, that, and, so that's, and there's so yeah. many there's so many versions uh, of Christianity out mm, there that incredible. that do think that it's like oh that they have this ownership yes of of who or what God is. Mm-hmm. And completely discounting that, I mean, like, we're, we're really, we're a small portion of the world's population, yes, too, are. for that matter. And then even with, I mean, Christianity has been taken around the world, mm-hmm. but then it, it gets, you know, local cultures then kind of yes. get their fingers into mm-hmm. yeah. into that and change it into something completely different than was... That's because Christianity has got to be an incultured faith. I mean, you you got to right. have an inculture. You can't... and 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 I think a lot of... Uh, different sects of Christianity have tried to take it out of culture, and then when they take it out of culture, they make it not workable. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it becomes, sense. you know, it's then it becomes a set of beliefs instead it, of a following, a way of following and it, Christ. And it kind of robs it of its original, um, its original life. Yeah. As a, I mean, if we go back to the Old Testament mm-hmm. and rooted in Jewish tradition, mm-hmm. rooted in Judaism. 
it sort of robs that element of practice yeah because judaism yeah, is about practice more than it's about belief okay so so and in a sense the early christians were more about practice than they were about belief because we of course did not have creeds we did not even have the new testament right which is you know that was not there at the beginning so it was about practice how do you practice the way of christ so maybe this yes. is where we're going again maybe we're starting to see i can easily see the uh the start of some changes in yeah. north american christianity yes for sure and yes and people that are people that are coming out of the woodwork right yes. now and sort of saying well wait a minute yeah. How, how come this isn't working how the way working? I was told it was supposed to when yes. I was a child? Yes. Uh, I mean, even people like myself who came out of that and went, wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> it's like this, this is kind mm -hmm. of broken. Something's wrong yes. here. Yes. Recognizing it works until it doesn't. Right. Yes. And that's something you probably recognized um, probably quite a while ago, really. Yeah. So like there, there must have been... There must have been life events or experiences that you had yeah. that shifted your, your worldview or your personal perspective. Yes. Uh, like I said, you, 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 you go along with the system that you were born in, with the system that you came to faith in, with the system that you try to perpetuate until it doesn't work. And then you say, what now? What do I yes. do? Yeah. What do I do with this? What do I do with this thing called Christianity? Yeah. Do Because you know, if you don't grow out of it, you stagnate and you're miserable. Yeah. And for me, it was reading and always reading. And it, it, it started, actually it started with, with, when I was in my 20s, I found this little book, you know, we were still back in Peterborough, and, and the book was called Living the Questions. Oh. And, and it was it's, it's a sort of an obscure book. I don't know if the man ever wrote any other books. I've never found any by him. But Do you remember the author's yes, name? Yes, I do. His, his name was Robert Rains. Okay. Uh, and I believe he has a, re you know, a, I don't know if he's still alive, but I believe he went on to actually... Um, run a retreat uh, somewhere in the in the US and and he was uh, of a different um a different christian tradition than we were um we were you know sort of charismatic evangelical whereas he was a more liturgical tradition okay and he talked about his own faith journey in that book and it was written in the form of like prose and poetry little bits of both oh. and and in in the book he, he he talked about the fact that for most of his life it was dealing with living with the questions rather than uh, trying to find answers and being satisfied with living into the answers as they came or if they didn't even. Right. So that, and I, that was, so that was, was like it a... It was always being open, sort of always being open to, uh, well, I mean... Living, the possibility. Yeah, of, yeah. Open to the possibilities that there, that I could be wrong. I could or, be wrong, yes. Or that there's other yes. ways of thinking out there. There's other ways of thinking. And, and, and for me, you know, I think my major life events was, was they always seemed to be uh, come on the heels of a book that I was reading. <laughs> so I, I would always right. find an author yeah. that, that said to me, look at this, look at that, look at something else. And, and, and living and living and growing up in, in a, a small rural community, Sorry, rural, rural community, yeah. <laughs> and and you know coming from a very small sect of 
of Christianity uh, and a very conservative sect, God's backyard was really tiny and constricted <laughs> with a great big high fence. You know, you, you needed, I don't know what you right. needed. You could never see over it. But if you could find a ladder tall enough to sort of pair over, you could actually see that basically God had this huge, huge backyard that was unlimited. And you could maybe, you know, if you could find the right tools, you could get over the wall. And for me, that was books. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you shouldn't be a poet? <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was in your 20s. That was, you a, found that was that. in my 20s, I found that, that, that book. And, and, mm-hmm. then, and then uh, Bruce was in... Uh, he, uh, he was in college at the time. He was in, he was in a denominational um, Bible college, which is sort of uh, the, our denomination's equivalent of seminary. And he brought home a C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. And uh, Mere Christianity was the C.S. Lewis's fault for whatever's happened since. Uh, <laughs> it, was it, was, it was the book. And, and for some reason, I read this whole book. And it wasn't, you know, for me, it wasn't an easy read because until that time, I'd actually not read much of anything serious on Christianity and certainly nothing by a person who was not part of our tradition. Well, I guess I'm trying to think, yeah, like being in the early 20s mm-hmm. and being in this tradition, yeah. or being in your early 20s, yes. not the early 20s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the early 20s, yeah. yeah. Not that old. No, not that old. No. no. Um, but yeah, coming across yeah. something that really, yeah. shall we say, stretches. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, stretch me right out to the point of like, whoa, look at this guy go here. Look right. This, yeah. Yeah. And now, I mean, Mere Christianity for a while there was considered the ultimate book of apologetics for, ev- I know. for evangelists uh, or evangelicals, yes. not evangelists. No, you're right. I <laughs> mean, it, uh, actually, CS, the repository of most of uh, C.S. Lewis's work is actually at Wheaton College in the States, which is, uh, you know, the, right. the, the, that, you know, evangelical. Yeah. But there's so much in there, even, I mean, even the Chronicles of Narnia itself, yeah. there's so much in there that really does explore beyond the scope. Of, yes. like you said, any kind of a creed yes, or yes. anything. And C.S. Lewis, I mean, he, he was a, a traditionalist in, in a sense. I mean, he, was, he, yeah. was an, he said he was an Anglican, neither very high nor very low. So, you know, so he was a, what he would call a middle-of-the-road Anglican. Okay. And yet, you know, to, to an evangelical, he, he sounded very liberal, mm-hmm. you know, even mm-hmm. though he actually is not. But that's what he sounded like to me when I was like 26, 27. Right. So, and, and... um and I think that those are the life events and, and, and just living. I mean, we, we moved, we moved from the East to the West. Yes. Every time you move, you meet new people and they stretched you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And every time you move, you get another perspective on the world and, yes. and the way things work. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that just living. Yeah. And I guess you probably, you probably saw like what the ministry did to dad and to you. Yeah. In some cases. And that was probably, that was probably a bit of, that probably caused a lot of questions in and of itself sort of thing. As in like, why are we doing this? And, and. It did. And one of the things I think that I found, you know, over time that, you know, didn't seem to work the way it was prescribed was, you know, even, even the, the prayer you know, it, yes. it, 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 like, yes. like yeah. prayer is a very, very big part of every Christian tradition. Yes. I mean, it, it's, it's huge. And depending on what, what Christian denomination or group you belong to, the emphasis is slightly different, but it's always important. And it, it, it was important in our case too. But I mean, 
you know, you, you pray, you pray for people, you pray with people, you pray for yourself, you pray for each other, you pray for your family, and you pray in the hopes that there will be concrete answers to those prayers lots of times. And because you're looking for the concrete... Kind of the opposite of living with the questions. Yes. It's the opposite of living with the questions. And because you're praying for something concrete, you're always looking for some kind of answer you can point to to say, you know, oh, you know, well, we're doing it right because God is really answering specifically here. Yes. And then finding out that, you know, there's very little that you can actually point to as concrete. You have anecdotal things, but um, the concrete things are few and far between. And maybe that's the way, that's something I'm learning that maybe it's supposed to be that way. Yes, yes. I mean, heavy duty spiritual experiences and things like that, they're they're few and far between and they probably should be because if you're always living in that, well, what good are you sort of thing? Yes. So if you're not looking, so then if you realize not to look for concrete answers, Mm -hmm. um, what are, how do you look for synchronicities? Like you said, you read a book and that maybe was Mm -hmm. part of your answer or like what... I think I'm still stuck in that. You know, I where's so. my concrete answer? I know. And, and how and do I? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is it. You know, like where is it? and and when that's not working, when mm-hmm. there when you don't seem to be getting concrete mm-hmm. answers, when you don't seem to sort of see uh, hard evidence right. for you know for whatever it is, then what? Do you stop praying, or do you just basically shift your expectation, or do you? Mm. I mean, those are all yeah. questions. I, are. I don't really have yeah. answers for those, yes. okay. <laughs> you know, but, but they're the questions that I ask about prayer. And, you know, then... You know, where... so, so do you do much praying still? Not in the way I used to. Right. So what is... Yeah. The, then it comes down to the question, well, what is prayer? Right. So... A whole other question. Yeah, a whole, which is a whole other question. So, so again, getting back to this, or, this original book that I read about living the questions... Prayer then becomes just living your life and being grateful and thankful and Mm -hmm. paying attention and knowing that regardless if my, quote, prayers for something get answered, that's not the important thing. The important thing is that I am trusting that the God I believe is there is actually here with me whether the prayers get answered or Mm. they don't. Yeah. That the yeah. right, what's supposed to happen is, is happening, okay. and God is with me in whatever it is that I'm sort of okay. moaning about to okay. him or okay. her. That makes sense. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. It is just making me think, cause, yes. because this idea of, of gratefulness is sort of coming up for myself, mm-hmm. even. So, Quite often. So just being mm-hmm. grateful for just mm-hmm. the fact of living yes. in and of itself. In and of itself. It, and, and, and it's something... It, it's something I, I need to remind myself about every, yeah, do you, every, do you, every day. Do we realize how amazing it is that we're here? I mean, how many sperm had to struggle to get yes. to wherever they're getting to make just, you know, make sure that I got here or you got yeah. here? We've already won the Billions lottery. Billions of yeah. them. Yes. yes. We've, already, yeah. we've already won that lottery, right? Very, very good point. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought of that before, did <laughs> Oh, I have thought of that before. I just didn't expect it to come out of my mother's mouth. <laughs> Might be blushing a little tiny bit. <laughs> it's an open family. It's really That's not okay. that bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
I just wasn't expecting it at the moment. It's yeah, like, true, okay, true. now I'm thrown off. Yeah, no, yeah. that's good. <laughs> no, but anyway, so I guess I was trying to sort of lead that, mm-hmm. uh, the idea of prayer mm-hmm. um, into, it's like, well, what, what everyday events, yeah. you know, or activities yes. do you do yes. that are spiritual for you then? Cooking and laundry. Ah, yeah. So it and is gardening the, it and is reading. The, it is the everyday what thing. What, the pe- what day. a lot of people would call. I keep saying mundane. Mundane. Yeah, it's and mundane. and yeah, I'm wondering about this idea. It's something to explore over time with this podcast. I think is mm-hmm. finding God in the mundane. Yes, there's a whole book written about that by a lady. Oh, well, there I you don't go. Doubt. I don't it's doubt a it. big fat book. You can talk about anything, and she's read a book on it. Yeah, I'd like you to elaborate more on your yes, yeah, yeah. on the Monday, on the cooking, yeah. the yeah. cooking bit, on the cooking. Well, you bit. know what? Sure. I, 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 I'm what I call an inspirational cook. You see, so you can even use the language of spirituality and cooking. An inspirational cook is just basically someone who glances at the recipes. And then decides to take it in a specific direction, not necessarily uh, laid out in the recipe. <laughs> so, so you it's know. like looking at a few verses in the yes. Bible and going, hmm, "Okay, well, I think how, I'll can go I, here. how can I take this in a different direction? Yes. Or put a different spin yeah, on you it." You could, or, yes, yeah. And you make something you know equally delicious. It's not actually following the actual recipe, and it may not even be what it was intended to no, be, or something. No, no, uh-huh, you know, so, I like it. Yeah, so, yeah. so I could do it that way, and and laundry, that is yeah. interesting because that just puts a whole life lesson. So you yes. you could you could you could you you could have a YouTube channel cooking yes, with Gwen, cooking with and, Gwen, yes. and, 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 you, and you could all wrap it up into a big spiritual <laughs> into a big lesson. Spiritual lesson, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But you need a producer I never thought, for that. I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. You, you could though. I suppose you could say if you add this spice, you get this, and if you add this. This one, you get a little of that, and <laughs> I, I think that's quite empowering, actually. Yeah, it is right. Yeah, the idea, not so. just with cooking, yeah. but in yeah. general, it's like yeah. here's the basic idea, and you take your personality and go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, is it when you do these things? So you said laundry as laundry, well. Laundry, yeah, laundry. The uh, laundry is meditative, actually. Oh, ah, okay. You know, you know, yeah. if if you're not in a big rush and you just yeah. don't want to sort of get it in the thing in the washer and out again in five minutes, you can actually put your laundry in the washer. You can come back and read a nice passage in a book and think about it a bit, then go back and put it in the dryer. Come back and do something else. So, yeah. and yeah. then you can fold it while you yes, exactly. watch a show or sure something you can. or yeah. you can yeah. and yeah. i've actually done that i've actually folded laundry while mm-hmm. i'm watching something either fluffy or something serious or so during the have you have you ever had any like big spiritual aha moments during those times or for you is it more of an understated current of just sort of calm and peace or well i think the meditative i, I think it's thing. the more in later years, it's the more calm and peace. I, I think I've had times throughout my life when I've had what I would call definitely real, you know, intense spiritual experiences, whether they're sort of when praying, you have, you know, these intense times of like weeping where you feel totally emptied out. Mm, and, yeah. and and then you have that sense of calm that comes. Or, yeah, or, yeah, or now... I don't see, that doesn't seem to happen. Uh, and I don't try and make it happen. I mean, there were, you, you can't make it happen. No. It either comes and when you or it try, doesn't. it's a pathetic failure. I, I, I've heard that numerous, uh, uh, I've heard people talking about meditation and reading mm-hmm. about meditation. And I've seen in numerous places lately 
it's like if you're expecting to get something out of it, mm -hmm. then you're doing it for the wrong yes. reason. Sort yes, of thing. yes. So it's... I've tried practicing like a meditative practice and, and I'm very bad at it. You, I, you, I would be the same everybody way. Everybody says that. Yes, Every uh, practitioner says they're bad yeah, at it. No, yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm very bad at it. I mean, I, I can sit still for, I can sit still for a long time, but I sit still either reading, sit still. Sometimes I can sit still and look out the window. And so I call that meditation, mm -hmm. but it whether is. it is or not, I'm not sure. Not. Yeah. Yeah. And when I garden, I fall into that state of deep calm sometimes. And I, you know, sort of lose sense of time or sense of whatever. So I think that to me, that seems to be a spiritual experience. I would agree. I've yeah. heard like uh, it talked about that we have monkey minds and so mm. that anything that shuts off the monkey mind mm -hmm. and gets you into, yeah, that, fo that focus of what you're doing yeah. and shuts the w rest of the world out. That True. That's meditation. I have a whole tribe of monkeys in the middle of the night. <laughs> 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 it's yeah. not just one. Not just one. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't garden while you're no, lying in bed. You can't. <laughs> yeah. can't. Uh, a tribe of monkeys. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I guess it's a troop, right? Not a tribe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it depends on the monkey. True. <laughs> Um, so what benefit do you derive out of all of this? What, what, what do you, what do you get out of all this exploration and this questioning and not having a concrete answer? I mean, that is interesting because mm -hmm. so many people, so many people that you talk to, especially say in a church or something, mm -hmm. they, they, they're, they're mm -hmm. often wanting this concrete answer. And I know. It's like, and I they know. can't imagine, you know, mm -hmm. like why you wouldn't want one. Yeah. Why don't you want a ready-made answer? Right. Well, I want so, a bigger God. You want a bigger God. Yes. yes I do. Yeah. I totally, I I totally understand that, that point of view. And that's the benefit. And that's right the benefit there. right there. Yes. Uh, I uh, want a God that's bigger than my denomination, than my particular location than even my religion yeah that's so that's what i want out of a spiritual life and from so really i mean really that's that's like no limits for mm -hmm. you personally mm -hmm. yes there, there's no limitation to what you can read no where you can not. look for questions that's right. what questions you can ask exactly even yeah it, because so if, it, it opens up an entire world of possibilities. Sort of like it does. It does. Yeah. And this is, you, here's another thing here's, that I just thought about. I realized that in this book, Living the Question, I was about 26 when I read this book. Yeah. And I wrote down, I actually still have it. It's written in the book there. It's a little prayer. It's a very poor little sort of prayer, but it's a little prayer saying, I said, dear God, set me free, free to ask the questions. Oh, and at which 26, is so weird. At 26, which you is wrote so that. weird. I wrote that down at 26, and I picked up the book the other day and opened it and realized that that was there. And I'm going like, yeah, I guess that one was answered in spades. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but you know, I, I just, and I realized that, yeah, that that's always been my biggest thing that I wouldn't be allowed to ask questions. And yeah. and of course, that did happen for a long time you suppress them. And if you suppress them long enough, they eventually boil over and yeah. it's not pretty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just reminded me, I, I mean, I know it reminded me of a question I asked, I think probably when I was a teenager mm. at one point and always, you know, kind of struggling mm -hmm. with faith or against mm -hmm. faith or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. 
And so I, I'm just, I'm bringing this up because you, mm-hmm. you said it's like, oh, wow, yes. like that was answered in yes. spades. Yes. It's like, well, it's like, I remember praying this prayer yeah. and I want I asked God, it's like, what is it like to not be a Christian? Ah. <laughs> and that word was answered because in spades I was, as I was well. born, I was born yes. into it and I knew yes. no other way of living. Yeah. So, and I've often wondered, I guess, it's like, you know, it, whatever version of God is out there or whatever, or however Mm -hmm. you want to believe in God, is it always pulling you towards it? Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm so excited about that. (laughs) Yes. I believe that is absolutely true. Yeah. Yes. And if you actually, you can actually look in Christian scriptures and Jewish scriptures and find that very same concept. That God is actually in the process of basically the word that you that's used in Christianity is redeeming. Now, not in the sense of buying back, not no. not in that sense, no. not in the it's, sense it's of not buying back. Mm-mm. It's I, I've learned that very recently no. is is that this redemption thing yes. is about taking something and breathing new yes, life into breathing it. new life into okay. it, basically making us who we're supposed to be. Yes. And and oh, and that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so really good yeah, stuff. so so in that sense then that yes, I believe that's what God is doing. That God yes. is doing and that what God was showing in Jesus Christ is who we could actually be. Yes, it, it, sort of sort of like this is the Yeah. Not, this is the prototype. Not 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 the not <laughs> no. the pinnacle. No, no, by but any this means. Is, yeah, but but this, this is like yeah, it's like this is what freedom and yeah. what uh, freedom from religion yeah. sort of See, thing is yeah. because really that's yeah. again I and I've said that I've said this yeah. for the longest time is that yeah Jesus was not yeah. trying to start a religion he was trying to break people away from it but there's another word that's used in in Christian theology that you always call, that's called atonement which which is several different uh it's a, a podcast itself of, it, yeah in itself because it doesn't mean just one thing it can mean so many different things but there's a way of breaking that word down atonement at one meant and so that Jesus was at one meant with God as yeah. one with God. So, yeah. so in that sense, that's, I think, what God's, what God's interest is, if you want to say, in humanity, is to make, is to make everybody us... at one with God. Yes. At one meant. And that doesn't mean everybody has to take the same path. I was just going to say the exact same uh, thing. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, well, I mean, if you look at Jesus in, his, in, in some of the stories that are told in some of the Gospels, when people ask Jesus, how can, because Jesus' message was the kingdom of God. Jesus' message was the kingdom of God is here now. It's not somewhere else. It's actually not only here now, it's in you now. Uh, and yes. when people ask yeah. them how they could get into this kingdom, he didn't give everybody the same answer. So everybody has their own answer. Yeah. That maybe they have to figure For them. out. They have their yeah. own specific thing. Yeah. Uh, yes. mm-hmm. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. dad's podcast won't be out yes. when this one, but he was no. talking about letting go. Yes. So everybody has their things that they have to let go yes. of in order yes. to find yes. the kingdom of God yes. within themselves. Yeah. Well, C.S. Lewis said, you can't take all baggage with you on all journeys. Or all luggage with you on all journeys. That's it's true. It's not appropriate. So you do and have to let some things go. Yeah, then there's some luggage that on on some journeys you can't take at all because it's no use to you. On some journeys, maybe you need a different kind of luggage too. Wow. You know, depending. Yeah. The old luggage may hold yes. you back. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so I, you've touched on this final question. I mean, all throughout this, I, I mean, your influences have been wide and varied yeah. overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, so this, this first mm-hmm. book you talked about living the questions was obviously a big yes. influence. Uh, C.S. Lewis, obviously a big influence yes. again. Uh, but who else or what else would you consider as some of your major ones that... Uh, I, I think, you know... I know there's th- probably too many to list. There's been too many to <laughs> list, but, you know, there have been historians and theologians and novelists and even a couple of poets. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not any expert on poetry. I, in fact, I've come to it really late in life, so I don't understand a lot about it. But yes. I yeah. understand the poets who do speak to me. And, I think you yeah. have to have a specific mind to really enjoy poetry i think so i think so and and you almost need a group or you need a good teacher a good you need need a good teacher and yeah i agree when i took an english class i enjoyed poetry much more in that class than any time outside of it because if if you i mean yeah like any class i mean if you're going to take a course in medieval literature you need someone who understands the medieval period Mm -hmm. someone who even understands the bible because you you can't understand medieval teachers Mm -hmm. or writers unless you actually understand some things about the bible Mm -hmm. so because their references Mm -hmm. are you know innumerable references to to bible things but yeah historians i i guess you know there's a Catholic historian, Thomas Cahill, and I read a number of his books. Uh, and um, I actually like Karen Armstrong. She wrote The History of God, which is a huge, big book, and, she, and certainly not well regarded in uh, most uh, conservative theological circles. But uh, to, to think that God has a history is, is sort of taboo. But, <laughs> but ah. anyway, it's, uh, I, I really do enjoy her books. And, uh, and the reason I enjoy them is because not only does she write from a historic, as a, 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 a student of history, she writes also as a student of religion because she, her early life was actually in a religious community. She was a, a, a sister in a Catholic okay. convent at one point in her life. So, yeah, so she's been a, an influence. And then in more modern influences, I guess, is uh, Diana Butler Bass, who's written The People's, Christi- uh, People's History of Christianity, and it's really readable if you want to read about Christian history. And um, a guy by the name of uh, Dr. Peter Enns, who's a, a theologian in the, in the U.S., and uh, from, uh, I'd say, a progressive Christian perspective, um, certainly not uh, conservative. And I, I think the reason I read these people is because I know what are conservative theology is. Right. I know about yes. that. I yeah. didn't know about the theologies outside of that conservative circle. So I tend to read outside of that. I read a lot of, I've read all of Marcus Borg's work and Marcus Borg is now dead, which is very sad because he's not writing any more books. Oh, <laughs> right. Unfortunately, <laughs> Maybe he's happens. writing them somewhere else. What do you, you think? You never know. <laughs> you another never plane. know. That's yeah. another question yeah, that we yeah. don't, can't get answers to. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, and at one point I, I read most of Euston Smith's works and Euston Smith is a, a very, um, uh, he taught at, Berkeley and several other universities. He taught um, religious studies. Uh, he's written a number of uh, works on world religions, and he's actually a person who immersed himself in these religions. And even though he remained a Christian, which you know, in a lot of Christian circles, they would say that's not possible, but it actually is. <laughs> he was just exploring. <laughs> he right? was very yeah, much yeah. so, and and he was a friend of Joseph Campbell. 
Oh, ah, uh, they were very good friends. So okay. you like that, Mark? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah. he that writes was... about Joseph Campbell in uh, one of the books I have here. He talks about his friendship with him. And oh, who was that okay. again, Gwen? Euston Smith. Euston. Yes, he, he's. I believe he's dead now. He died well into his nineties, and he was mm-hmm. still writing way up. You know, mm-hmm. one of his last books was. Uh, um, let me see. Let's, the the title escapes me. It's over. It's over in the shelf. In we'll the look shelf at it later. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But this, I, I mean, with the amount of reading you've done and and having all these different, it, it's almost too bad because, uh, like, you you probably you probably have a, at least a bachelor's degree worth of information. I think she's that, got a doctorate. But, but there, yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I mean, the you're well read enough and well rounded enough to uh, to to have earned at least some sort of. Yeah. Uh, degree of some sort. Well, maybe so, but, but you know what? This is a very specific um, field, and and a lot of people are not that interested. They're, they right. they have yes. the answers yeah. that make them comfortable. So, yeah. so you know, in some ways, I love to disturb people's comfort, but it's not kind. Yes, you yeah. know, and I, I've learned that the hard yes. way as well. Yes, it's just you like know. Nah, pe- people don't necessarily want to be shaken no. out of their. And sometimes it's not right to do that, but at it's the same time, technically not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but at the at the same time, sometimes it's necessary. Or depends and, and, on how how, uh, how and, arrogant I and, think people are, and especially <laughs> if they've backed you into a corner or something like that, and yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, well, <laughs> you will. Yeah, that's a dangerous thing to <laughs> a do. Dangerous thing to do. Yeah, I I know. I mean, and 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 it's it's true. You know, if, if people find where they are spiritually comfortable and comforting until they actually start to ask questions themselves, yes. then you almost have to leave it alone. Or have something that shakes up Yeah, their... I don't know if we have yes. a right to, yeah. Yeah, to do that to yes. somebody if they no. don't want it. No. Yeah. I was interested because it's like almost all of your influences were historical. Yeah, uh, true. Did you ever yes. wonder what it is about wanting to go back into the history? Um, because that... of where we are. I think okay. because of where we are. Mm-hmm. I see... The polarization. I see the fact that in Christianity in North America alone, there are 39,000 Christian sects, which means that everybody's gotten pissed off with somebody else over the course of time and started their own little group. Mm-hmm. So, and that that actually really disturbs me because it's a lot. It's yeah, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot yes. and, uh, and it's not getting better. And mm-hmm. when I look on social media, of course, with things that are happening in the US, I see the big, huge chasm between the Christian right and the Christian left, right. okay. and neither side are kind to each other. No. So, They're, are you trying to no. figure out where in history it went wrong, or like it's just really interesting to me that you? You're or, or are we just repeating? I think we're repeating, what, and personally, yeah. I think where it went wrong is where it's going wrong now. Is the, the minute you marry your religion to your empire or your emperor? Or your politics. Yes. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the, the minute the church and state are cozy and bad together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you've got nastiness going to happen. Yeah. And so, maybe the uh, rest of the people should be worried. Yes, we should be more that. worried than we are. And we right. should be asking more questions than we do. Yeah, we, we should actually be very uncomfortable with that. And we're not uncomfortable enough. Yeah, right. where does spirituality have any room in politics, if you think about it? Well, that's like, just yeah, it. Yeah. Well, yeah, where is spirituality in yeah. all of that? I think that's personal the... spirituality, you can't keep it out because, I mean, that is yes. part of who we yeah. are. But when it and, becomes and a state always, religion. Yeah, yeah, and that's always, that was my whole reason for starting this again. And, and that's why, I, I, I mean, 
you know, would you agree with what I've come up with, like the tagline I've come up with this change yourself, change your world. And when I say world, I mean the world immediately around you specifically. Uh, Absolutely. And, and, and so, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to get a feel on that to see. It's like, I'd be interested if anybody did disagree, because then I'd like, okay, why do you disagree? Yes. Yes. But I mean, if you're agreeing and you're seeing all this happen and you're you are saying that spirituality is a deeply personal yes thing right from the get-go yes um it is but it has to move out there and influence the world and and the way it has to influence the world is for the better not for the worse if your spirituality and your view of god influences the world in a negative ugly way then there's something wrong with your god and something wrong with your spirituality yeah. There's something wrong with your God and something wrong with your spirituality. If if you're negatively inclined. if you're negatively impacting the world around you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. and when I say there's something wrong with your God, then it's not with God as the ground of all being or the creator or no, whatever it, you it's, it's, it's that with your view and your worldview and your again and like you yeah. like you said earlier well you said the benefit was that you wanted a bigger god yes and you don't get that without taking a spiritual path no or without taking it's that painful. plunge yes yeah that, painful that 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 hero's journey that left-hand path mm-hmm. that and call it the siddhartha road as, yes. the, as the buddha yeah. did yeah until you do that, you're, you're you not going to get that big view of God. You have to know that you're not going to know where you're going or where you'll end up. Hmm. <laughs> I think that's a great quote to just end on right there. I thank you for coming on and for doing this. Thank you. This has been fabulous. Wonderful. It really has. I got so. to talk. Yeah, <laughs> we could listen to you for much, much longer. If yeah, you we, we could go on a on a complete rabbit trail onto mm-hmm. uh, any other topic, basically, and you'd probably have something to say about it. So, but thank you very much for doing this, Mom. I really appreciate it. Love you. Thank you so much, Gwen. Christine, thanks for co-hosting once again. Absolutely. For asking Love some it. of those, you bring up some really good, poignant questions at the right moment when I go blank. <laughs> so, So, and thank you everybody for listening. And like we always like to say on Think Spiritual, change yourself and you will change your world. Bye.